the Askell Leadership Podcast. Uh, Richard Cranmer, Chief Executive of St Bennett's Multi-Academy Trust in the Diocese of Norwich. And Richard, you and I, if I might say so, go back quite a long way. We were both heads here in East Anglia, uh, both of church schools um, and both of rural schools. Just talk about uh, Archbishop Sancroft and your memories of the years of headship there. Yep, so I arrived at uh, Sancroft in 2008, having been previously in a Catholic high school in Norwich. Um, so working in a church school was something that I was really comfortable with and pleased to be, although recognising clearly the differences between the Catholic and the Anglican sector. Um, so one of my challenges arriving in the school was to, and the words of the bishop at the time, were to rekindle the Christian dimension, um, which, I, which I found as a real challenge partly because it had it had lost its way a bit and it was also the community school for the town mm-hmm. so youngsters went there whether they had a faith or none so that was a really interesting um path to weave i suppose uh, on that particular challenge so small high school 380 on roll when i started um and uh, recognising the challenges that that presented, you know, from a funding point of view. So second job as well, the distinctiveness was to increase the role um, and then think about ways uh, in the future, how that could become, you know, more viable as a high school. Um, but it was a fascinating period of my uh, life, my professional life, really enjoyed it. Um, and in fact, you know, it became very much part of my life as it does, as it did with you, Jeff, uh, you know, as a head, you, you you get to know a lot about the people working with you um, and about their lives and, and, you know, engaging with them in a way that um, reminds yourself and them that they're probably giving more time to you and your school community than they do to their own families. Yeah, you were always a very humane head and very rooted in the community. It's a very striking feature of your work. And then, like all of us, you get to a point where you start thinking either do I need to leave this school and reinvent myself one way or another, or does the school need me to leave? And so you've got a number of choices then, haven't you? You can either move to another headship or you can move into the kind of role that you have now moved into, which is being a CEO. That's not an easy decision. Are you able to just kind of articulate that? Because there will be people who will be thinking that now because of the whole direction of travel with the white paper and the schools bill and the target of full academisation by 2030. Yeah, so um, I was at Sancroft as head for 12 years and in the sort of last year or two, um, I suppose a, a number of things came together to to encourage me to think about the next phase. Um, one was I had a brilliant deputy head <laughs> who I knew was hungry to sit in the big chair uh, and rightly so. Uh, and, uh, you know, I felt um, I didn't want to be suppressing his journey um, the other one was just thinking about uh, that, that question about have I overstayed my time? And everyone was nice enough to say, no, 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 you know, if ever I asked them, no, you're fine. But I just have a feeling that after 12 years, it's probably time for someone else to, you know, take over the, the baton. And that sense that I feared if I ever lost my enthusiasm and my love for new intake evening, you know, uh, governors' uh, meetings, you know, difficult stuff. If I ever lost that that sense of adventure and excitement, then I wouldn't want to, you know, I didn't want to then have to leave suddenly. So, and then the third thing was that the the diocese was developing a 
a second multi-academy trust on our patch. Um, and I hadn't been, I hadn't been wooed into the first uh, multi-academy trust, um, but I did think, do you know what? The opportunity uh, to become a sort of um, a pioneer, if you like, within that mat was something I really, it was an opportunity too good to turn down. In terms of the challenge, uh, well, the, <laughs> put bluntly, Jeff, the biggest challenge was I didn't like the idea of being a chief executive. Uh, I was okay being a head teacher. In fact, I loved, uh, you know, that role. So chief exec, not really for me, thanks. Um, just, just explain why. So why? Um, well, I mean, it's a, the, the, the status element, you know, and imagine, you know, meeting people you know having drinks you know what do you do I'm a chief executive no thank you and they say something like well we thought you were a head teacher well I am but you know it all gets a bit messy so um, putting aside the the title and it was actually a conversation with a with a, a friend a colleague who had trod the very same route who said to me look um, what is it you like doing and I said well I really love um, CPD I love working with teachers, uh, NQTs, middle leaders, senior leaders, particularly with heads, because I think it's such a fascinating job. So really the job is about recruiting head teachers and then coaching them and supporting them to do a brilliant job. And when someone said that to me, that's what you'll probably, that's what you'll be doing. I thought, well, do you know what? I think I'll, uh, I'll accept the title. I won't use it much. Um, and when people ask me when we're having drinks and they say, what do you do? And I say, I look after and I support head teachers. And I'm a lot more comfortable with that. Um, the finance side, if I can just mention that, Jeff, because that was quite a challenge uh, for me because whilst I could run a school budget and did do you know successfully, um, there were a lot of zeros when I started thinking about the, the mat and thinking this isn't really with respect you know to the SFA this isn't really something that ticks uh, all my boxes um, but again the same person I turned to who advised me on the the challenge of the title said well look sure you'll have someone you'll have someone working with you just like I did in a school I had a brilliant school business manager I have um, a chief uh, finance officer who loves the sort of things mm -hmm. that I don't particularly like and we have that same relationship now that I did do with my school business manager. So yeah, plenty more zeros, but um, I'm happy to delegate as much as I can to someone who really gets gets their thrills from doing that, and I can stick with you know working with head teachers. And we're here at uh, your headquarters, uh, as it were, uh, in East Tottenham, which is just outside Norwich, just west of Norwich. Um, this is distinctively a part of the world with lots of small primary schools. So. If I'm a primary head and you've now got, what, 11 schools, what kind of support am I getting and is my team getting that perhaps I wasn't getting previously? Yeah, okay, great question. So this is a question that um, I think a lot of heads of our church schools in the diocese have been thinking about over the last, particularly during the pandemic period. So um, situations where heads by the very nature of the people they are and the job they do, that they like the autonomy, don't we all? We love being, you know, the, the head teacher in the school. Um, they like the autonomy, but actually they also like someone working alongside them who they can pick the phone up to and say, look, I've got this difficult HR issue or this per potential permanent exclusion. You know, what, what should I do? Now, of course, 
in the in the old days and the good old days, I will say, um, many of those, including myself, would have turned to really good people in the local authority. Um, and we used to have sit visits, and we'd have an HR consultant, and and all those things that you you build those relationships as a head. So, so I think for a, a head in a small school, particularly now, um, I think they are anxious to know whether they're doing the right sort of thing. Um, and so by having a team of people around them, not taking away their autonomy, because our mantra for our organisation is our head teachers run our schools, and they do. Um, but having, as I said, that, that just that comfort or knowledge to know that when the big challenges come, there's someone who's able to sit alongside them. They're not putting their name on the front of the school sign. Um, the name on the sign is still the head teacher. Um, but they can just feel much more supported and encouraged because um, that's as big a part for me as it is, you know, with the challenge conversations because um, these, you know, headship's tough, mm. uh, as many of you know. And um, you, occasionally you do need, you need that person just saying, do you know what, you're doing a great job. And particularly during the pandemic times and what that's taught us about um, how heads have had to step up as civic leaders um, they're the only people in authority in many cases mm. that parents can go and have a rant to. Um, you know, the police station's closed every day except Saturday. The bank manager's in India. Uh, all sorts of challenges like that. But where you can go to have a rant about society is the head teacher. And many, many of your, your colleagues, Jeff, will know that only too well. Just final question, Richard. You and I shared a second ago that we both fretted a little bit about whether the school needed someone else. It sounds to me, listening to you, even though you might not like the term chief executive, uh, it's it's allowed you to play to your strengths and it's rejuvenated that sense that what you're now doing is developing the next generation of leaders. Isn't that right? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think when I look at some of the colleagues I work with in schools, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about ECTs uh, as well as senior leaders, there are some exceptional people coming into the profession and um, you know I do I do see my role as supporting them from a retention point of view but not just for statistical retention but actually to retain them and their love and their passion for what they're doing because they've come into it and the 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 risk of things going wrong if they get in a school that isn't right for them or a school that where the support isn't right we lose them and we don't just lose them from the profession I think we lose what I think we lose what they've come into the work into into the world into the into their profession for because they want to give. Um, so uh, the, the 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 role now just enables me to meet all sorts of great teachers, support them, develop them, understand where they'd like to be. Many of them happy, absolutely happy to stay where they are. Um, usually, those people come back in a year or two and say, actually, <laughs> I think I would like to go on a bit. What what can I do to, um, you know, we've got some really good examples now of some of our early senior leaders. We're, we're giving opportunities to go and do work across other schools and, you know, to have secondments in, in other schools, which we would never have had that opportunity had schools been, um, you know, almost in silos as, as they have been over the last, you know, five years particularly. I said that was the last question. I've just got one other, because you mentioned in passing earlier, um, before the interview, um, a, a network you've created with other people who are in the east of England as CEOs and the kind of coaching you're doing there. And I just think there's something um, that we talk about with coaching for people in other roles, but for CEOs. How, how has that helped you as a group? 
Yeah, it's been a really interesting uh, development and, and, and one that sort of arose from that principle that I always had as a head, um, which was to form really close relationships with you know, three or four other heads of which Jeff, you were one. So um, just as I've said earlier, pick up the phone, we could talk to each other. Um, and then getting into the, the CEO role, I think, you know, it was one or two uh, colleagues in, in, in the role who I really do respect uh, and enjoy being with, who said, look, why don't we get together every now and then? So we, d- we did, uh, every half term, we'd have a working breakfast um, and, you know, sharing uh, highs and lows and so on. And then that sort of developed to um, us engaging a, a professional coach. Um, and rather unusually, we've engaged him as a group. So we meet with him once a term um, and he does a group coaching session, which has proved really valuable, not, not only in, in learning about ourselves and about the nature of the role and about what makes us tick, about how we deal with particular pressure situations. But I think it it has, it has challenged us as well because he's bringing things from outside of education as well. Um, and it's uh, it's been a, a really rewarding um, opportunity to the point where we've asked him to carry on next year. So proof is in the pudding. Mm. Richard Cramer, thank you very much. Pleasure, Jeff. Good to be with you. The Askell Leadership Podcast. Mm.